Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 509. Oh, my God, look at that. Hey, uh, what's going on today? We're, the CFL season's over. It's kaput. Uh, it ended with a little fart, and it wasn't a big fart. It was just a little one. It was not an exciting final week in the, in the CFL, but playoffs are coming up for five days, four or five days, something like that. Uh, we're excited. Uh, things are going good. Uh, we're coming to the end. There's awards being done. There's uh, all sorts of things, all-star selections. We're waiting for everything to happen. But the big thing is the semifinals this weekend, and we're pretty stoked about that. Uh, lots, of, lots of banter going around on the, on the Facebook group, Let's Talk CFL, and uh, some good posts that are happening, some good things are happening, some really weird rumors. Um, Arash Madani, I, 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 why is this guy involved in the CFL at all? He hates the CFL, and he puts out these wild fucking rumors, and um, I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. So anyhow, he's saying that Huff is retiring, and then the Ryder fans all think that he's gonna he's retiring so that he can go and uh, fix the uh, Ryder organization. And I'm going, what the fuck would he want to do that for? He's got a cushy job in Calgary. He really doesn't have to do very much, and they pay him. So he's going to go to Riders where he's got to work his fucking ass off to try to build a dumpster fire, fix a dumpster fire? Huff's going to retire. Why can't old people just retire? Old men just want to retire. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to go somewhere else. They don't want to start a new career. They just don't want, they don't want to go fishing. They want to go do this. Huff wants to go fishing. Can he not just retire? Because, fuck, man. I don't know. Anyhow, that's kind of my little rant today. It's not big. Um, but, yeah, we, we just kind of – now, Huff's, uh, what, 11 years older than I am. I think he just turned 71. Uh, why would he want to go do anything else? He just wants to stop, and he should, and good on him. So I'm opening up the mics, and we're going to introduce the guys, and we'll go from there. Um, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the rumor is true, but you know what? Eventually, Huff is going to retire. Um, right. Eventually, eventually, Dave Dickinson is going to take over for Huff. Mm-hmm. Eventually. So it's all going to happen. It may not be next year, but it's going to happen. Um, and I think there's also a little sprinkling of um, Huff's son is also the head scout in Calgary. And I would think he is going to be at least an assistant general manager. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's all kinds of things going on. And... You know, believe it or not, people believe I Mitchell is eventually going to retire. 
So is Kadeem Carey. So is Jake Mayer. So is Will McDonald. So is Christopher Jones. It happens. I'm already tired. And and when you when you get to an age, you don't want to work as hard anymore, and you don't want to build anything. So why the fuck would half go go to that fucking dumpster fire in Saskatchewan? Come on, really? It's it's absolutely blows my mind. People are idiots. Is it? I, I, I. There's only there's only one pe- one bunch of people who think they want to be general managers in Saskatchewan, and that's people who live in Saskatchewan. Okay, it's nobody else. Nobody else. Yeah. Christopher Jones is not running no. back to Saskatchewan. Ryan did when he didn't no. go to Saskatchewan. Jason Moss got fired, and he's probably pretty fucking happy about that. Because <laughs> now he can go somewhere else and be an OC, okay? With maybe a real quarterback and a real team. Just saying. Anyway. Or at least a real coach. Sure. Um, sure. Or, yeah. So, I follow a couple of radio stations on uh, on Facebook. There's one in Kamloops, there's one in Chilliwack. And there's one in Merritt here. And every morning they put up these questions, right? And one of the questions this morning is, as you get older, what do you have a problem dealing with? And everybody goes, oh, you know, getting up in the morning, my knees, this, that, and everything else. And my answer was stupid. Stupid. I have a very low tolerance for stupid. Yeah. It is true, man. I do. I just can't deal with stupid. I'm just having a serious problem. And it's everywhere. Mine is close to that. Mine is close to that. Mine mine would be more stupid people. Okay. Yeah, well, the stupid people, stupid actions like the CFL fucking up the the all-star ballots. I mean, that's just stupid. Yes, there was a person that did that, but we don't know who it was. so explain we just have to, to me. Explain to me. How do you do that? Oh, I got the wrong I, list been, of guys. I've been thinking about that. So, does that mean that the, that the all-star selections from the Eastern Division uh, get factored by three? So, for every vote they get, they actually get three, and 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 they miscalculated and only gave them two. I I, I don't know. How do you not do that? You know, it's an election. It's one vote. Well, goes one way, one 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 and one one and one and one. It's all ones. It's binary, right? You either got a vote or you didn't. How do you fuck yeah. that up? I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but uh, it's on there. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 it, it boggles the mind. But that's what I mean. That's stupid. That's just, I, I fucking have a very low tolerance for stupid right now. And that's really up there. I kicked one of the guys out of the Facebook group today because he was being stupid. And it, and it just, you know, I've had enough. It's just nonstop stupid coming out of this guy's mouth. So, fuck, he's gone. Feel free to do that. Honestly, remember, you can't do that to more than one person. 
Oh, I could do that to half there'd the be, people. There'd be nobody left in the in the group. Sorry. Well, I just... You know, long, 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 long time ago, Charles and myself were involved in a Facebook group called CFL Is. Mike Townsend started it, yeah. and I basically ran it. I and built that. it into a, a, a large group. It was very active. It was happening. It was doing everything else. and But it was inundated with rider fans, absolutely uh-huh. inundated, okay? Like, it, you know. 95 out of 100 were rider fans. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I, 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 I lost my shit on one of them one night, and I got in trouble, and they got kicked me out of the group. And Mike did. And, and that's fine. That's what's created Let's Talk CFL. Myself, Charles, Phyllis, a uh, couple other people. And we went over and we started Let's Talk CFL. And then we started Let's Talk BC Lions and Hamilton Ticats and everything else, right? We just went off and then we did the podcast, which was that kind of fun. But now do you find that our group is inundated with bomber fans? Like there's more bomber fans than there is anything else. Yep. Uh, they, uh, some of them have really annoyed me in the last week. And let me give you an example why. Uh, over there, uh, I believe it was on Sunday, I made a post just m- remarking that the Lions ended up with 3,000-yard receivers um, uh, in the season. They were the only team no this year that had 3,000-yard receivers. In fact, at the point I did it, the stat changed afterwards. At the point I did it, no other team had two. Subsequently, uh, Hamilton right. ended up with two at the end. But at the point I did it, no other team had 2,000-yard receivers. So I simply just made a post saying because I thought that was a fairly impressive stat for one team to have 3,000-yard receivers. Oh, oh. It was. Some guy comes on, he's like, oh, yeah, but how many of those were against the bo- the Riders and uh, and the uh, Eskimos and blah, 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 and how many, how many of those did they get against the Bombers and blah, blah. I'm like, this post had nothing to do with the Bombers, and you come on here and try and turn it into the Bomber, uh, bomber post. Why are you even bringing that up? <laughs> well, that's what Ryder fans do. It was, exactly. That's my whole point. And now I'm increasingly seeing Bombers fans calling the Bombers Canada's team, which was another Ryder fan thing that they used to do, and I'm getting annoyed with it because it's stupid. Okay, can I say something? Can I say something? Sure. Yes. Charles, you yeah. have to be nice to Bomber fans. You have to be nice to Bomber fans. Okay? Why? Number one, number one, and the most important thing is, they live in fucking Winnipeg, man. Give them a break. Okay? Number two, up until 2019... They hadn't won a Grey Cup in 28 years, man. Okay? 29. And then on top of 29, and then on top of that, Charles, they still live in Winnipeg. Okay? Hmm. So, like, you know, I mean, come on. It's all they got. It's They're, they're a bigger version of Saskatchewan because there's nothing else in Winnipeg. There's the Jets, but the Jets suck. Okay? The Jets suck. Like, they 
Okay, so they got to do something, man. They got to cheer for something. You know, so you know, have yeah. some pity on them. Not for very long. So before we before we go any further, and we're just talking about uh, the Jets sucking and the Canucks sucking. Uh, it seems that the uh, there's a lot of Canuck fans that are buying tickets to the uh, uh, BC Lions se- uh, Western semifinal game, which is wonderful. Um, is it is this anywhere in in our material? I didn't really look at the agenda. I just kind of glanced over it real fast. Do we talking about that at all? Because BC Lions opened up the upper deck. They are now very close to thirty five thousand tickets sold. Well, good for them. Yeah, I know it should be 55000 The place should be sold out. But I think that the biggest problem that they're going to have right now, did we lose Charles? We lost Charles. Did we? Yeah, we Charles, did. You there? Yeah, he dropped. He dropped. I was bring talking him back. to him, and he's no longer here. Well, bring him back. I am. Just calm down. Rudy, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> How do we have insulted Bomber fans as much as we can? Here is one. Yeah, just said to sit there and listen to that for the last 15 minutes. No, um, the CFL All-Star thing was uh, was embarrassing, but I kind of laughed because I saw, I saw Andrew Harris made a post uh about being a CFL All-Star, but how do you become a CFL All-Star if you play five, six games? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Charles, you're back. Um, yeah, other yep. than that, the whole half, half going to SAS thing, I didn't hear much about that, but uh, that won't happen. Uh, everyone, even Ryder it, it, fans... That's not what it was. Rudy, Arash Madani put out a thing that says after this season, Huffnagel is, is leaving the, the Stampeders. He's retiring. Dave Dickinson is taking over GM and head coach. Okay? Now all the Ryder fans jump in and says, oh, he's retiring so that he can go off to uh, Regina to help the Riders. Okay? This is just idiots coming up with stupid comments. This is not a rumor. This is not put out by anybody substantiated. It's not Three Down Nation isn't stupid enough to post something like this. Okay. So there's no substance to it at all. Yeah, because Bo Levi Mitchell going to Saskatchewan is more realistic uh, than that happening, but anyways. (laughs) I don't know. I... uh, people got to realize that's the biggest thing and it's getting sickening seeing people complain about they'll complain about O'Day or Dickinson okay well the CFL has this law called uh, the coaching cap so these guys are both under contract next year but if you fire them now you're going to have I don't know 800000 maybe to make a whole coaching staff. Anyway, more on that later. Yes, this is part of the thing of what we will be talking about. Oh, well. Okay. 
Um, yep. What else? There was something else I wanted to talk about here. I don't know. We'll we'll deal with it and keep going. Uh, do, 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 do. There were four games last week. They meant fuck all. They meant sweet fuck all. So we picked them, and uh, yeah, right. Doesn't matter. Uh, the first game up was the BC Winnipeg game. Uh, was the return of Nathan Rourke? He came in for what three play, three plays, not three plays, three series, series, series. And three left. series. Yeah, he just came, he wanted to come in there and move around on his foot and see how it it felt. It, it had nothing to do with him actually trying to accomplish anything. So uh, he was in and out, and then we went on to. Uh, Vernon Adams and uh, yada yada yada. Uh, Pipkin, Winnipeg. Pipkin, yeah. Uh, Winnipeg played a good game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it just it was just nobody cared. I was really kind of disappointed at how chippy the fucking bombers were. And uh, leading with helmets and 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 just literally just being chippy, and uh, it, it it why would you do that on the final game of the the season unless you're afraid to have all of these players playing against you? I don't know. Uh, to me, it was it was it was very cheap, and it just kind of it kind of reminded me a lot of Mike O'Shea when he was playing. He was a dirty son of a bitch. And his team was just playing dirty in this game. And that's the way it is, and and so be it. That's my personal opinion. You don't like it. Deal with it. Bring it out. William, you're next. Come on. Come on. Spit it out. I hate Mike Mike O'Shea as a coach. Always have. Yeah. But as a football player, fuck, he was awesome, man. He was a beast. He fucking he was ate without people. question. He yeah, ate and people. No, no doubt about okay. it. And, and you know, so and, did Rob Murphy, but he was a dirty son say, of a bitch. No, 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 no. I would say I'm I'm not gonna call him dirty. Would I call him right on the edge? Absolutely. Okay, but he was just a. He's. I mean, I've never liked Eastern football players. I loved Mike O'Shea because he was awesome. Anyways, but I'm not going to disagree with him. Um, as far as as far as that game goes, it was a nothing game. Didn't mean shit. Nothing at all. I watched it for I don't know, 15 minutes just to see Nathan Rourke, and I saw Nathan Rourke. Um, I saw some other things. I do tend to agree with you about the chippiness. I would agree with that. Um, and then I moved on. So, yeah. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I mean, this. I described them last week as glorified preseason games, and that's really what they were. I don't know how much of the players were putting their heart into it, even the starters when they were in. I think it was more just going through the motions. Uh, The game meant nothing in the standings. It meant nothing, period. It was literally get out of this game without getting any serious injuries. Unfortunately, the Lions ended up with one, and it looks like Lucky Whitehead is going to be out this weekend. 
But uh, thank you, Chippy Bombers, because I agree with you on that. But in reality, there was really nothing to this game. It was just go out there, go through the motions, and go home. It was nothing more than a uh, an exhibition game. Like Nathan Rourke played, but he played for like three series, and then he was out. He was just in to get a little bit of his timing down, move around a little bit. He made a couple of nice throws. And then it was time to go to the bench, and then pretty much from the second quarter on, we were seeing second and third stringers. We weren't seeing top-of-the-line quarterbacks. Hey, Winnipeg won out. They got the win. Big deal. It got you two more points in the standings that you didn't need and meant nothing. But in reality, it wasn't much of a game because even though the Bombers were playing, I don't think they gave a damn either about the game. They were literally going through the motions and trying not to get injured, too. So... Like I said, glorified preseason really meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. I would have liked to have seen the Lions win. I want to see the Lions win every game, including preseason. But in reality, it was a nothing game. It was just get through it and get over it. And that's what it was. In fact, that's a trend, I think, for this weekend because pretty much all four games were the same. So that was that. Well, with the Riders getting the victory, they set a team record on most wins in a season. So they were kind of happy about that. Well, the Bombers. And it just gave – sorry, the Bombers, yes. And the Bombers yes. just uh, – their fans just go, oh, uh, oh, how wonderful we are. But that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, come on, it's the Redskins. Wow. So the Washington Commanders are for sale, this NFL team. And, okay. And the rumor is Donald Donald Trump's going to buy them and change their name back to the Redskins. I love Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I love Donald Trump. I think that's funny. Hey. Just on a side note, I want to throw out to all you BC Lions fans out there um, that are very disappointed that you're going to have to put your Chase Claypool Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys away for the rest of your life. <laughs> Chase got traded. Chase Claypool. Chase got traded to the to Bears him? this week. He got yeah, he was a wide receiver. Oh, did he? He's an NFL wide receiver yeah. from Abbotsford. Yeah, I know who he is. And he got yeah, he got traded to the Chicago Bears. He got Bears. traded to the Bears. That's not a good thing, is it? No, it's not. Ah, it's an okay thing. Well, it's an okay thing. Pittsburgh wasn't going anywhere, Charles. Mm. I don't think the Bears are going much further. Yeah, I don't think so either, but, you know. You know what? The nice thing about being traded for is somebody wants you. <laughs> hmm. Depends on what they had to give up for it. Yeah, I don't think they have to give a lot up for it. We should probably let Rudy talk about his bombers. He hasn't had a chance yet. Yeah, we could. We should. Go ahead, Rudy. Yeah, some teams uh, will trade guys to other teams so they get paid to play against, uh, so they get to play against them. But uh, anyway, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think anyone was, uh, you know leading dirty hits or there was any ill intent to injure or anything like that. Uh, uh, personally, you know, I, I think you know. Uh, right now... <laughs> of course you don't. 
I really don't. Um, you know, Winnipeg's Of course you don't. There. You're they, a Winnipeg uh, fan. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, I hey, think the so, staff wanted to. So, Rudy, there, there, there are four the, the, people well, in the uh, podcast, well, and three people said that they were chippy. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you know okay. what? I I must I must have went to the bathroom when 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 uh when uh when uh Winnipeg's uh I think it was Willie Jefferson gave Nathan Rourke a bouquet of flowers when he was trying to hit him, okay? We must have missed that one. Anyways. Fuck. Yeah, I don't think it's sorry. Uh, viciously by any means, but no, uh, yeah, like Charles said, it was a nothing game, but uh, Winnipeg was trying to trying to win that game. Um, it's a nothing nothing game for the stand and for their viewership, but you know, there's guys that are they're playing for their jobs and the contracts next year. So, yeah, uh, you know, best directors they've ever yep. had in franchise. I. Uh, I, I personally still think their defense last season was better, and uh, the Western Final definitely won't be a won't be a given. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens down the road. Ma- mainly, I think they just uh, they wanted to stay sharp for playoffs. You know, they rested a lot of guys uh, in the two weeks, or like the week before um, last week's game, so. They wanted to get some guys some playing time before sitting out this week. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Also, the Ottawa Senators are for sale. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the final score on this game was I got to get back over to Sparky thing here. Uh 24 to 9. Uh 33 points total. Charles you picked BC. You got 14 points. Will you took Winnipeg. You got 114. CJ got fuck all. Uh Rudy got 112. The next game up was Montreal into Toronto. Now, this is a home-and-home uh, home series for these two that was deciding first place, but first place was decided last week. This really meant nothing. Um, and uh, Montreal came out to play football, or Toronto didn't, or I don't know. It just was a mean-nothing game. Uh Glorified preseason, is that what Charles called it? Anyhow. Yep. Yeah, nothing special nothing special happened in this one. Charles, go ahead. Hmm. We're well, not gonna waste time on these games. Just keep going. They went out, they played the game. Um it was in Toronto. Uh and the Argos won. But uh, oh no, seriously, no, again, it was all. Excuse me. No, they didn't. The Alouettes won. So that's how mean nothing it is. I don't even know who won the game. Uh, I did actually watch it, but um, again, much like the game the the night before with the Lions and the Bombers, 
these guys were just simply going through the motions. Although, to be fair, it wasn't terrible. It was 38-33, so there was a lot of scoring, probably mainly because the defenses didn't care and they just didn't want to get hurt. But um, I thought, though, that the uh, quarterback, Chad Kelly, the quarterback for Toronto, he looked pretty good in this game. Granted, like we said, and we've got to keep um, referring to it, he it was a mean-nothing game because you got to look on the other side in Montreal, Dominic Davis lo- looked good as well. And we all know what we think of but Dominic he, Davis as a quarterback. When it means nothing, he looks yeah. great. That's why he's one of the best preseason quarterbacks I've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, um, it at least was at least somewhat exciting. It went down until the fourth quarter with a uh, three-point game into the fourth quarter. But uh, in reality, by that time, the fourth quarter, you're playing, I don't know, you've thrown the water boy in for a series or something like that. But, uh, yeah, Montreal got a little bit of bragging rights in case they get to play the Toronto Argos again in the playoffs. But other than that, it doesn't mean much. That's pretty much it for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, side note here for a second, Will, just just so that you yes. know. Courage is yes. knowing it might hurt and doing it anyways. Stupidity is the same. I would, I would agree with that statement. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay, Will, talk to me about this football game. Uh, Toronto played Montreal. Montreal won, I do believe. Um, That's the extent of the game that I know about. I don't waste my time watching football games that mean nothing. So there you go. That's my my summary, and I did it really quickly. It didn't mean anything to anybody, so why the fuck would anybody watch it? (sighs) I just wasn't in the mindset to watch... Watch useless football. Sorry. Go ahead, Rudy. Well, didn't you watch one useless game last weekend? Yeah, well, I had to go to that one, Rudy. It's hard not to watch when you're there. Exactly. Um, no, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I heard uh, I heard for a mean nothing um, backup quarterback type game. It was actually decent. Um <laughs> Montreal won, didn't watch, didn't care, end of story, let's get playoffs going, kind of pisses me off that the games aren't on Saturday this weekend, but whatever, it'll it'll make do. I might miss the first quarter of the BC-Calgary game, but I'll be able to watch the rest. That's all I got on that. Okay. Well, that's the end of the Charles, did you go? I did. You did? Okay. Yep. Uh, what happened here? I got to go back to the Sparky thing here. Montreal 38, Toronto 33, total 71 points. Charles, you took Montreal. You won. Yay, 100 points. Yay. Uh, Will, you took Montreal. Yay, 100 points. CJ took Montreal. Yay, 100 points. Uh, Rudy took Toronto. Yeah, no, nothing, buddy. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
Yeah, three, four, um, three. Yeah, we were so far off in the scores, nobody got any bonus points. The third game up for the week was Hamilton and Ottawa. I mean, nothing game. Why does everybody do that? Okay, anyhow, Hamilton and Ottawa in Ottawa. This is the second game of a back-to-back. Hamilton won the first one. Ottawa should have won the second one. Didn't happen that way. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing to say on this game. I just I, I didn't, just didn't pay attention. I was driving back from Alberta. So when you're in the car, truck with the wife for a day and a half, and there's four football games on how many of them do you think you get to listen to on Sirius XM? Zero. None. Uh, she actually let me listen to the BC game. So that was okay. okay. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Better than nothing. Okay. Yeah, so well, then actually, my question is, Alberta, what do you... I actually got the second wait, half. Wait, my question is, what do you listen to on the radio the rest of the time? Uh, well, that's a toss-up. I like to listen to uh, Classic Rewind, and uh, she doesn't like listening to classic songs that much, so we kind of listen to uh, pop rock, and uh, which isn't not okay. bad. There's a little bit of fucking hip-hop and, and, and rap in it, which I can't fucking stand, but for the most part, it's not bad music. But okay. if she's not in the truck, it's it's not on that station. I'll tell you that, guaranteed, not there. Okay. Okay. So, um, Will, go ahead. Talk about this football <laughs> game. Which football game was that? Uh. The one he had no interest who in. Are particip- who are the participants? Let me just pull that up on my phone. Who are those participants? Oh, that was... I'm being serious here, guys. Who was playing? Hamilton in Ottawa. Um, Hamilton on Ottawa. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I'll tell you what. You know, Hamilton or Ottawa for being out of it, they gave it a good try. They scored 16 points. Ticats only scored 23. It was a back-and-forth game. It was a close game. And the best, the, 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 the six and, or sorry, the, what is Hamilton this year? Come on here. I have the six what and 12. Or... <laughs> Are they six and 12? No, the, Riders were six and 12. Eight and 10. The oh, eight and right. 10 Hamilton Tiger Cats. Won the game and they beat the four and fourteen Ottawa Rough Riders. <laughs> All right, all right, Hamilton. Once again, I fucking didn't watch any of this game and I didn't care about this game. Sorry. Go ahead. Hamilton seems to go to the playoffs with a below five hundred record. Didn't watch it. Um, yeah, Ottawa sucks. I'm hoping next year they don't suck as much. That's it. End of the season. Right on. (laughs) 
I honestly I don't know if see... Ottawa's going to get any better next year. Why do you see that? I, I, I don't... I, I don't know if they're going to get any better. Sean Burke, second-year GM, might be able to build a little bit better team. They still don't have a coach, but then, you know, what the hell. Um, well, Kahari still, Jones might end up there. They're still playing Lapo for one more year, I believe, CJ. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. So, so the operational cap is $2 million, okay? So if you take into consideration a head coach makes four hundred k, give or take, I think that's about the number most of them make. There's 21 staff members that have to be paid out of that $2 million. 21. That's not a lot. That's not a lot of money. No. no, there's some nope. guys that are making 35 grand a year, and it's like really. Okay, so, so Dave Dickinson said that. So maybe, maybe a poor man's head coach would be Jason Moss. <laughs> He's looking for a job. Just saying, it's possible. Just saying, I don't think I'd rule it out. No, no. I mean, did you notice? That I mean, Bob does Ottawa on the, on the broadcast? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. I was actually yeah. surprised to see that. Yeah, he just they, so, right onto the so, panel. So, do you think they do you think they retain their coaching staff for next year? In Ottawa? Other than Lapo, yeah. <sighs> Maybe they bring yeah, Bob Dice back as head coach. I, I mean, what's his name? Work. What's his name is still the D coordinator, right? Your BC guy. What's his name? Benny. Benny. Benny, right? Benavides. Benavides. Did he? Does his you name know? surface as a head coach? I don't think anybody's ever going to give him another chance as a head coach. Probably not. Well, they gave Lapalisa another chance. They did. They did. You're right. True. You're right. But he had to win to get that second chance. That was actually a third chance. For who? Lapo. Lapo, please? Where was he? No, that was only a set. Just in Winnipeg. The head coach was Winnipeg and he got fired. Yeah. Well, he was in Saskatchewan as a coordinator. Yeah, but not as the head coach. Yeah. No. No, but he still got let go. So then that's not another chance, is it? No, no, no. I'm thinking if Dickinson has any brains in Saskatchewan, he hires Lapo as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Lapo should be an offensive coordinator, and that's it. So... Oh, the, the key comment there, Will, in, in your statement, do you know yes, what it is, the key component of that? If what? he had any brains. Yeah. Well, I, I... That's the important part. Look, you know what? I I I tend to wonder if it was Dickinson's fault at all this year because 
Okay. He had Cody Fajardo as as a quarterback. And I I happened I happened to catch the comments from Cody Fajardo as he was cleaning out his locker in Saskatchewan this weekend. What if you'll excuse the expression, I apologize. What a fucking jamoke. If you ever want another job in the CFL, shut your fucking mouth, you idiot. I uh, we oh, don't believe that he's oh, gonna play in the CFL. Oh, oh, oh the riders the riders the riders gave up on me. After I gave them four years they gave up on me before the end of the year. It's like you're an idiot. Go away. Never come back to the <laughs> well, CFL. Well, I don't think he's, he's he's not coming back to the CFL. That's that's oh, that's CJ's prediction right now. Okay. 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 I actually uh, I actually heard a rumor today. Go ahead. I actually heard a rumor he's today. Go to Seattle. Yeah, June Jones is the offensive coordinator for the new Seattle team in the XFL. And that apparently he's yes, interested, in bringing, that Cody Fajardo, interested in bringing Cody Fajardo to Seattle. Uh-huh. And How that would be good for everybody. How old is June Jones now? 156? No, it's only 112. <laughs> he's be got Jerry Glanville with him, too. And he's 156. Oh, I think he's okay. dead, isn't he? No, Jerry Glenville's no, still yet. alive. Not yet. Not yet. He's still hoping Rumor that Elvis that he's still gets alive. the tickets he leaves for him. <laughs> That's right. June Jones is only 69. How uh, older? Okay. Okay, it's just a lot of guys don't coach when they're 69. Okay. But hey, whatever. Whatever. But hey, you want Cody Fajardo as your coach? You're guaranteed not to have a job next year. Anyways, just saying. Yeah, and I did. I did hear what TJ said. Okay, last week about when he he actually paid Bo Levi Mitchell a compliment for once in his life about how how classy he has. Uh, you know, accepted his demotion. And you know what? And I compared the two of them on the weekend, and CJ, you're 100% right. I mean, compared to Cody Fajardo, Bull Levi Mitchell is the classiest guy on the face of the earth. Oh, it's like night and day. Yeah. Absolutely. When he went, when uh, Cody Fajardo, when Fajardo, when he got benched, he sat there sulking and whining and feeling sorry for himself. Bo never said a word. He kept his mouth shut. Nope. No, he picked up the clipboard and he went out and helped. Yeah, which right. is what Cody Fajardo should have done instead but, of sitting there feeling sorry for himself. But did everybody, did, everybody, did everybody catch Cody, or did everybody catch his Bo's comment last week before the game? Did everybody catch it? Did they see his interview? I got got a bunch of them. What did he say? Okay, so he he was thanking 
the Stampeders organization, because after all, this will be their last regular season game. He thanked Dave Dickinson and John Huffnagle for everything they've done for him, said he would never, ever, ever, ever say anything bad about the Stampeder organization. And I thought he was done. And the final thing that came out of his mouth was, and I'm looking forward to playing against them. Yeah, I know. I, I got that. Okay. I was shocked by that. I don't know if that was just a something or what, but so it was interesting. I thought of something this week, and yeah. I believe it's a setup. And I'm going to use that in a, a very loose kind of way. I believe that the writers are going to offer him a bucket full of money. Okay? Because the writers need okay. to. They need okay. to. And both okay. is going to have competition. The writers are going to have competition for both. Whether it's Ottawa, Hamilton... Edmonton, I don't know if Chris Jones would do it or not, but there's going to be other teams that are interested in both, right? That's just a fact. I could, oh yeah, I think so, that's true. One team is going to be played against the other, okay? Bo is going to negotiate for the biggest signing bonus there is and do a Darian Durant. <laughs> He's going to sign with the Riders. And I'm thinking and take $50,000 signing bonus and retire. <laughs> That's my call. That would be funny. I was working That'd in an excavator the like. other day, and I came up with that. And Bo okay. Levi Mitchell is going to be a hero to Bomber fans. And Stampeder fans. Yeah. And Edmonton yeah, fans. Everybody in the league but Ryder fans. Yeah, but I was hoping he'd do it to the Bombers, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Well, the, the only way that that could happen is if Zach Caleros gets concussed really bad in the Western Final. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking Bo, they, they'd sign Bo as a, as a confident backup, okay? And he'd get a signing bonus for the backup, and then he'd walk away. But it wouldn't be much of a signing bonus. It wouldn't be that well, big of a contract. He's better off going in for a number one job in, in Regina or, you know, somebody on the BC line okay, and so out permanently in the Western Final. you got to do the summary of the Hamilton-Ottawa game. Yeah. I don't want to. Oh, by the way, Jerry, Jones, uh, Jerry Glanville is 81. Ah. Uh, yes, he is. Okay, so the Hamilton-Ottawa game finished up at 23-16 for a total of 39 points. Amazing that they got 39 points. Uh, Charles, you took Ottawa. You got – you lost. Will, you took Ottawa. You lost. TJ took Ottawa. He lost. Willie got 40 points. Charles got 32, and CJ got 36. Rudy picked Hamilton. Got 118. Woo! The left, 
the last game was actually entertaining. I love this game. I watched every minute of it. Uh, it was the Calgary Stampeders were hosting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I think Calgary took their foot off the pedal about the 10-minute mark of the first quarter. Can I, can I go I, on this game? There was not a fucking thing that Saskatchewan did right in this game. Not a fucking thing. Yeah, Will, go ahead. Okay, so my favorite my favorite game of the year is Saskatchewan versus Calgary in Calgary when no fucking Ryder fans show up. Okay? Cuz I have never <laughs> couldn't seen be bothered. I have never seen that few green sweaters in McMahon Stadium for Saskatchewan game in my life. And there was a respectable 26,000 people at this game. Okay? Okay, so, well, so let, it doesn't mean yeah. that the Ryder fans didn't come. The Ryder fans were still there. They were just too embarrassed to wear green. Should be. So let's talk about some embarrassing statistics for this nothing game. Let's talk about some stats. <laughs> okay. Rushing, okay? Rushing yards. Rushing yards. Calgary had 310. And Saskatchewan had eight. Yeah. Okay. And um, Kadeem Carey didn't play. Um, that that is correct. And and there's a guy who uh, has changed his name this week in Calgary. His name is Tommy uh, Chris Trevler Stevens. Okay. And <laughs> let's see on 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 two plays. On two plays, he had 163 yards rushing. Okay? <laughs> how do, if your team is good, how does a six foot five, 245 pound quarterback run, run 85 yards down a field and people on the other team can't catch him? How is that possible? Oh. <laughs> He was accelerating away from them. Man, that fucker's got wheels. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he did. Okay? So I've heard rumors that everybody tells me that he – everybody tells me he's faster than Chris Drevler by far and away. So he might be – if he can learn how to throw the ball, he might be the Calgary quarterback of the future. That's exciting. Because those two runs yeah. were pretty fucking exciting, let me tell you. He was, um, but he had to learn that, to throw the ball. Yes, other than that, the thing that bothered me the most is Jake Mayer got hit more in this game than he has gotten hit all season. Okay? And after he got hit hard once, my question was, why the fuck don't you take him out of there, Dave Dickinson? But he didn't. So he played for, I think, two quarters, and then he was gone. And he got hit quite a few times. And then let's talk about Bo Levi Mitchell. He came in the last two series of the game and did not throw a ball. Didn't throw a ball. Didn't throw a ball. And Mm -hmm. Dave Dickinson said afterwards in the interview that he was surprised Bo didn't throw a ball. Because... And Bo said, well, I thought I should just run the plays that Dave wanted me to run. And 
Dave said, I wish he had a step back and threw the ball. So, I don't know. We'll never figure out what's going on between Bo and those guys. And uh, that is the end of the Calgary Stampeders, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell era. Era. It's gone. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And I personally think Bo should retire and be one of the guys on TSN's desk. I think he'd do that, do great there. But that's just me. Well, he's he's done that before, hasn't he? He did it in the Grey Cup last year, and he was awesome. Yeah. Who's who's got a bird in the background there? Sorry, that's me. Those are my bird. That's my bird. I've actually got two birds, and they don't shut up. Oh, it, it really is a bird. Okay. Yeah, it's a real bird. I was, <laughs> I was being cheeky. Okay. No, that's a bird. Uh, okay. Charles, you want to talk about this football game? Um, just in very passing, I really didn't see much of this game at all. Um, I was happy to see it the Riders lose game. because I'm always happy with the Riders. Yeah, it's good because the Riders got blown out. So that's always a good game. But, um, yeah, um, I was surprised. Excuse me. I was surprised that Bo Levi Mitchell uh, didn't get a little more playing time being his last game, but I get it. Um, he's not going to be – to me, he's not he's, – it appears to me now he's number three on the depth chart in Calgary. That if um, uh, if uh, Mayor were to go down with an injury, I don't think he's the one coming in because uh, they didn't even give him any real – any serious play. They basically brought him in to kill the clock at the end of the uh, a game. That was basically his role. So, uh, But it is what it is. They let him go out there. He got a chance to tip the hat to the fans and stuff like that, and good for him. Uh, so I'll be interested to see going forward uh, what will be um, – well, we'll see. we'll see if Mayer's got the uh, – can step it up to the next level uh, in the – playoffs that's uh, still an outside open question but we're gonna see i guess starting this weekend so wasn't much but again it's always fun to see the riders get blown out so i won't complain um i heard somewhere that bo levi uh was allowed to go into the game whenever he wanted and that's what he mm-hmm. chose to do oh okay so he could have gone in for the fourth quarter he chose to go in for the last couple of plays uh, series and that was it So, it really didn't matter to anybody whether he played or not. So, Mm -hmm. I guess Dave gave him the option of playing as much as he wanted, and he didn't want to play. So, he went out there to talk to the fans, and that was about it. And, you know, I'm a little choked about a couple of things that uh, the media has been saying about this, is that... Uh, even Farhan Lauji did this. He said, well, that's the end of the greatest quarterback to ever play for the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, there's a segment on this one later, just so you know. Oh, is there? Is, okay, yes. well, then we'll leave it there. Okay, Rudy, what was your take on this on football game? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I thought this was going to be uh, – all the games going to be shitty this week, but um, – I thought this was going to be one of the better, or other, other than seeing Rourke and uh, 
in Winnipeg there. But no, um, I uh, I didn't watch much of it. I watched a little bit of it. I uh, was hoping Fajardo would have played a little bit and uh, and uh, Mitchell would have played more. I uh, looked and saw he didn't start, and then he didn't play the first half, and then I wasn't watching by the end, so I didn't see him go out. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be exciting to see what happens uh, if he does end up playing next year, where where he will go. Um, I don't think they'd sign him, but I think that'd be hilarious if he played in Edmonton. Who, Bo? Yeah, or but Pajardo. I don't think he will. No, Bo. No, he's not going to... He- not going to Edmonton. He's going to go to Saskatchewan, and it's just whether or not I, – I, I don't know. I don't even know if he'll pass a physical. Yeah. I mean, Will's been saying this for, shit, a couple months now that Bo is just not healthy. And uh, nobody has actually come out and said it. But you, we know Bo. We've, we've watched him for 10 years. There's no way that he is going to sit back, mind his tongue, and watch Jake Mayer go out and play football in a mediocre fashion and not be yelling from the rooftops that he needs to be in the game. He would never let Dave Dickinson take him out of the football game for garbage time. He wanted to play every single fucking minute of every single game. So there's no way that if he knew he was healthy, that he would have taken this the way that he did. He had to, he, he knows that he is not capable of playing at a high level. And so he sat back and let the team do what it needed to do. That's my personal opinion. But, you know... Whether it is or not, we'll see what happens. But I also don't think Bo is going to play at all. And uh, who the hell is he going to go to? My money's really on Toronto. I mean, Toronto's the one that offered him the most amount of money in free agency. And he ended up going, re-signing with Calgary. So... You know, I don't know. I think I think Toronto's going to throw a bucket full of money at him, and I just think it's wrong. We'll see what happens. Okay. I still think so, he'll be in Saskatchewan. Uh, finals. Yeah. I, I think so too. I don't. Think I want to see him pull a. Yeah. I want to see a Darian Durant. I I I absolutely want to see it. Uh, that would be so fucking fitting. Okay, so wow. final score on this one was Calgary 36, uh, Saskatchewan 20, or sorry, 10. Uh, Will, you took Calgary. You got 140 points. Or sorry, Charles. Will, you took Calgary. You got 134. CJ took Calgary, got 130. Rudy took Calgary and got 150. You actually nailed the score. So... This is how it ended up. Week 21, Will, 308 points. Charles, 286. 
Rudy, 380, and CJ, 266. The season finale, the season is now over. Will, you are the champion. And, I mean, there was a long time that you were, like, in fourth place, buddy. So, good recovery in the second half of the season. I I did the same thing last year, too. I did the same thing last year, too. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, you did. You ended up with... uh, 6,888 points. Charles, you got second place with 6,640. Rudy, 6,418. And CJ at 5,968. I was 900 points behind off the lead. 900 points off the lead. Ah, sucks. Okay, that's the end of that. We will do well. Not really. Two more games. We should do a show. We should what? do a shout out to. Uh, we should do a shout out to Rudy because I think overall Rudy was better than everybody. Not Rudy, sorry, um, Stephen. Sparky. 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 Because yeah, Sparky's I, numbers I are think amazing. Sparky was. Yeah, yeah, where was Sparky? Sparky was. Way up there, I think, yeah. in the whole thing, like second or overall or something like that. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I was fifth for a long too. time. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I think I finished at sixth overall, but I think Sparky was number two or something like that. So, speaking of impressive. that, I'm probably going to get the. Speaking of that, I'm probably going to get to meet Sparky this weekend. Because he's coming out There's to the, the game on, that, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I told him maybe we could hey, meet Charles. up uh, before the game. Yeah. Hey, Charles, have you ever been underwhelmed in your lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? Whoops. I apologize. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was yeah, mean, but it was also I very fun. That was very mean, but yes, it was very funny. Anyways, Sparky's a so, good guy. Sparky um, ended up in third place. Okay, wow, guys, third yeah. place. Yes. Third wow, place. that's impressive. Um, yeah, third place. Uh, Phil Norman, Lions Pride Trooper, ended up in fourth. Mm-hmm. Will McDonald was in third. sixth. He's in third. Rudy in eighth. Charles in 10, CJ in 12. Oh, I wasn't Who finished the bottom, but Who's first? Uh, uh, Harry B. 66. I don't know who this is. I don't know who that is, no. Yeah, probably a robot. Oh, geez, my truck just jumped into regen. Huh? Minus minus three here, so I got to run the truck to keep the heat on, as opposed to in the summer where I was running the truck to keep the AC on. So I'm a little bit chilly right now. My feet are a little cold, but I because I, I, I can't turn up the fan very loud because it gets gets really noisy. So anyhow, um, let's jump back into the agenda now and see where we're going to go for the back half of this show. Oh, we did the review. Oh, we shouldn't. Shouldn't we talk about this week? Shouldn't we? 
Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Can you let me talk? Yeah, I can. The East semifinal game is Hamilton into Montreal. Charles, who are you taking on this one? Ooh, kind of a tough one for me because Montreal, for the majority of the season, has been the better team. But Hamilton has been coming on in the last six weeks. The, the, it look, halfway through the season, it did not look like they had a prayer of making the playoffs, and then they really uh, turned it on and came on and won the uh, won the game, won the uh, Brooks Saskatchewan out. So this is a tough one. I'm, I'm still leaning to, and I believe I'm going to take Montreal. I just think they're a little bit better team, and I kind of think that Hamilton might be one of those teams that expended too much of their energy just trying to make the playoffs, that when they get to the playoffs, uh, that's when they're, uh, they don't um, have any gas left there's to nothing get left. through. So there's nothing left. So I think that might uh, kind of come back to beat Hamilton. So I think Montreal is going to win this one. So I'll take Montreal this one. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 48 points. Okay. So uh, before we go any further here, and not that it makes any difference to your pick, Charles, we're going to do a total of the five remaining games. So our picks right now, all five games count. Okay? That's it. So the two Western semi or the two semifinal games, the two final games, and the Grey Cup. We're not accumulating well, points from the regular season. Everybody, just like in the playoffs, everybody's starting at zero and zero here. Oh, okay. Okay? Anybody yep. can win. Just like the teams. Okay. William, okay. Hamilton into Montreal. Are you taking Danny Machocha's team, or you think that Dane Evans is going to do it? You know, I'm just I'm just looking at the standings here. They're, the sta- standing-wise, they're not that much better. One team is 9-9, nine nine, oh, the no. other team is 8-10. Another yep. team's eight and ten, um, and that's in so the Eastern Division. Who's going to show up? Got play Edmonton or so Ottawa four times. Who's going to show up? Good Trevor Harris or bad Trevor Harris? Who's going to show up? Dane Evans, like he can beat the world, or Dane Evans, who's worse than Cody Fajardo some days. Um, I think, and I hate to say this. I think, I think, I think Danny Matocha's team is more consistent, and I think he's actually a pretty consistent coach. And I'm gonna go with Montreal 46. Jay, Rudy. Rudy. I'm going to go with uh, Montreal. Sorry, I was on mute there. I'm going to go with Montreal 57. Uh, Splitter in between uh, Charles and Will with uh, plus 10. No, uh, I hate to say it too, but uh, yeah, 
they were uh, struggling early on. It seems like uh, Danny Machoke has kind of turned things around there. Um, Hamilton's really picked things up ever since they beat Winnipeg, and then they went on, went on to beat ha- or uh, Saskatchewan and uh, Calgary and uh, make that playoff spot. But uh, I'm thinking Montreal win, and I'm also hoping they'll win. So I got Montreal with 57. Okay. I'm going to take Hamilton at 42. I was going to take Montreal, but there's no way, there's no, it makes no sense for all four of us to take Montreal. And somebody is going to be win by two points. You know, 48, 46, 57, 42. Now, uh, so I'm going to go off the board here and take Hamilton. Uh, I, I'm comfortable being at the bottom of the list, but you know what the hell, maybe I'll be at the top. The Western final game, which goes at 1 o'clock, isn't it? 1, 1.30? One uh, 1.30. Bear in mind, all right, you're going to the game, obviously, Charles. Yes, I will. Um, yeah. Bear in mind that the evening before or the morning of is the time change. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So I hope this doesn't fuck up too many people. But just bear in mind that there is a time change happening at 2 o'clock in the morning for the provinces that change their time, everybody but Saskatchewan. Fall back, so the game is an hour um, later than it would be. It would have been, it should have been, it will be 2 o'clock. Right, right now, it's going to start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to fall back an hour. It's going to start at 1. Yep. Or one thirty, actually. One thirty, whatever it is, yes. Yes. Okay, so um, we've got the Calgary Stampeders coming in to play the BC Lions in the Dome with what I've been told is close to 35,000 fans so far. Fucking amazing. Yep. Not 55,000. I'd love to see 55,000. But 35,000. I, I think the biggest problem, the biggest problem there is going to find being able to find people to run the concession stands. Mm-hmm. Right? The BC Pavilion well, Corporation doesn't have the employees. Right. If they can get, if they can get so 35,000, that'll be fantastic. I was at the well, first game of the over year. Thirty thousand tickets. Yeah, I was at the first game of the year when they opened up the upper deck, and that was an issue because I was sitting in the upper deck, and the lineups at the concession were crazy long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Charles. Yes. BC Calgary. I mean, geez, I mean, this is going to be a tough one for me. No, it's not going to be a tough one for me. I'm picking the Lions. I think Rook's going to come back. He looked like, um, I'm going to just do uh, an example. Uh, Back at the beginning of the season, at the final final preseason game of the year against Saskatchewan, he played about half of that game. He looked all right. He didn't look spectacular, but he looked very, very, he looked solid. And then the next week, 
he came out in the season opener uh, opener against Edmonton and was lights out. Des- destroyed them. He destroyed them. I think we could see it again. Now, before I go any further, I'm not predicting the Lions. They're not going to go out and they're not going to beat Calgary like 59 to 15 or anything like that. But I do think Rourke will come back firing, and I do think the Lions are going to win this game. Uh, I think, um, well, when Rourke played Calgary earlier in the year, he beat them too. Now, that was a very, very close game. It was a one-point game or something like that. Uh, they squeaked it out, but they still won, and I think they're going to win again. I, I kind of sucked that Lucky Whitehead is not going to be uh, playing. Thank you, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But uh, we're getting Brian Burnham back. That's a huge uh, return. He had a huge game against Calgary earlier this year in Calgary. Um, yeah. Now, the key in this game, is, as I see it, what the Lions need to do is they've got to focus in on the uh, running game. And I think they know this. They've got to limit Kadeem Carey and make Jake Mayer beat them through the air. And the Lions have a very good secondary, so that's the thing, is that they've got to key in, they've got to go after Kadeem Carey, they've got to limit the running game, not just him, but the other guy, whatever his name is, I can't remember what his name is, but they've got Mills. another guy who's a great running back, Mills, because I remember a great run Mills. he had in the game here back in September uh, for a touchdown, so... It's really key. The key is the uh, the key matchup in this game right now for me is the Calgary running game against the BC front seven. If the BC front seven can shut down the Calgary running game, the Lions will win this game. Uh, I totally believe that. So that that's the me me key battle. I'm thinking I'm picking the Lions, and I'm going to say the Lions 52 points. 52 points, William. Oh, sure. You, you know, this this game, um, I think it's probably going to be one of the closest games we're going to see this year again. I agree. Okay, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I think each team has their advantages, and each team has their disadvantages. Um we 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 don't know we don't know a couple of things we don't know how Jake Mayer is going to handle pressure you know in a playoff game and for that matter we don't know how Nathan Rourke is going to handle pressure in a playoff game um i personally i watched i watched BC last week and i Nathan Rourke to me, his timing was off, which it should be. He hasn't played for nine weeks or whatever it is, so I expected that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's as mobile as he normally is. And I, I, I think that's going to be one of the keys because you guaranteed Calgary is going to be coming loaded for bear. And Calgary's and Calgary's defensive front and linebackers are pretty fucking good. So we shall see. We shall see. I mean, it's a it's a as far as I'm concerned, it's a toss up. And I mean, BC should have an advantage because it's a home game. So 
And but fans, never, I, I think, I think, I think the team that gets out in front first is going to stay out in front. To be honest with you, I, I think that's what it, I think. I think if one team gets out ahead of the other, it's going to be a landslide. To be honest with you, and the other team's not going to be able to hold them back. So, and I'm hoping that's not BC. Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go Calgary. Calgary. Uh, I'm going to go Calgary 36. 36? Low scoring game. Wow. I also think that the BC running game is key in this. If they can establish a run, that'll do them a world of good. Uh, once again, Charles, it hasn't. Once again, Charles, hold on. Once again, Charles, it hasn't changed. Okay, it hasn't changed. The fucking run sets up the fucking pass. It always has, mm-hmm. always will. And I think always and, has and, ever and, since you know I was what? a wee boy. And, and 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 BC is a perfect example of that because before Nathan Rourke starts throwing the ball, who was the guy who was uh, running all over the place and catching balls? What's his running back's name? In the first game, the first James game Butler? of the year, what BC's James Butler? Yeah, he was all he, he was all over the place. Yep, he was all over the place, yep. and I think that's part of the reason Nathan Rourke is so good because they have a fucking running game. Yeah, I don't disagree. So, there you yeah. go. Well, okay. Uh, you you said something that how's Nathan Rourke going to handle pressure? Okay, and I agree with you. And I, I'll tell you how he handles pressure, and this is really kind of weird for me, was the first Winnipeg game. Came out into that game, and the first thing that happened was Winnipeg had a kick return touchdown from the opening kickoff. Okay? Put BC behind seven points immediately. Rourke hasn't even stepped on the field yet. Then Rourke comes out and he throws an interception. I think it was even a pick six. Winnipeg goes up 14-0. Okay? The next play, Bombers come out and they march down and score again. So now they're up 21-0. We're not 10 minutes into the game yet. What did Nathan Rourke do? Did he collapse, fall down, give up? No, he went back-to-back touchdown drives. Went back-to-back. He went stat-for-stat, throw-for-throw, toe-to-toe with Caleros for the rest of the game. Their stats for the entire game are exactly the same. Same yards, same rushing, same throwing, same everything. It was two identical teams played football. If you took away the first 10 minutes, that would have been a tie. Okay, that's a stupid what if, and I'm not going to go there. But that, to me, he doesn't collapse under pressure. He just digs deep and comes out and plays football. And I believe that he's going to do that, only he's matured a lot in this last year. 24 years old. 24 years old. He's going to hoist the Grey Cup. Rudy, your turn. Yeah, I believe uh, Rourke's uh, a rookie, and 
I believe he's the future of this league, but I think he's quite ready yet. Um, I got uh, Calgary um, <laughs> with uh, 52 points. <laughs> I think Calgary is going to win this game, but I am excited that that building is going to be full. Um, Not ready yet. I hear that it is one of the loudest buildings uh, with that lower upper bowl, and it actually is full, other than uh, Regina or Winnipeg. Um yeah, no, this is going to be they, one of the best They're not even supposed to be loud. It could, uh, it could go either way. It, uh, it really could. I think it is a toss-up, like Will said. Um, it's going to be one of the most exciting games. I uh, had a few plans on a little earlier in the day on uh, Sunday, so I should be able to catch this game, but I might miss the first five, eight minutes of the first quarter. Okay, I'm going with the BC Lions. Surprise! And, uh, Will, you picked 36 points. I think the Lions are going to have 36 points. So uh, this is going to be 60. My total here is going to be 60, BC 60. And uh, it's going to be a good game. I don't care. Uh, We're just going to see what happens and uh, watch some football because there's only three weeks left. Two, three and a half, two and a half, two and a half weeks left of football. And then it's gone, and we get to talk about sweet fuck all. Or we get to talk about the Riders a lot because they're, they're going to be a clusterfuck in the offseason. Uh, that's the end of that. Sparky, I hope you got all those scores, everything else. If not, I've got them written down somewhere here. Now, let's go over to the agenda and see where we are going now. We are going to talk about the Saskatchewan Rep Riders have fired offensive coordinator – Jason Moss, the team will also not renew the contracts of receivers coach Travis Moore and offensive line coach and running game coordinator Steven Sorrells. Are these guys simply scapegoats? Well, guaranteed Jason Moss is a scapegoat here. He got fired. He's still under contract. The other two's contracts, I believe, are up. So they're not going to uh, affect the operation cap. Uh why they didn't fire Dickinson, I have no idea. I know exactly why they didn't. They can't afford to. But that's not the point. Saskatchewan has never had an issue with going over the cap. Why would they now? So, to me, I would have just cleaned house and said, fuck it, I'm going to bite the bullet and pay the price. Uh, that To me, that's what the riders should have done. That's that's their, their I, belief in there. I would have yelled and screamed that they were cheating, uh, but no, I don't even think I would have done that for the, simply because I think this operational cap is stupid. Uh, if you fire somebody, that cap space should be opened up and you should be able to hire. It's the people who are working for you should be affected by the cap only, not people who you have fired or have let. Or that's the only, only way is if they got fired. Uh, it's, it, it, it's absolutely stupid. You fire five guys, you have to pay them. Okay, they're under contractual obligations. I agree. But why is it part of the cap? Fucking stupid. Absolutely stupid. It's stupid that they have a management cap. What what league in the world has an operational cap? Anybody? I don't know of any. No one's that stupid. 
or even if they really need this dumb operational cap, which I hear is two point one million. Um, yeah, it's and if someone gets fired, the contract shouldn't count towards it. Like, as simple as that. I don't know why that isn't worked out in the CBA, but I mean, I guess the players don't care about that. I mean, this was, no, this was ridiculous. fought for by the players. The players wanted this cap, and the the league agreed to it. Now, uh, the players didn't have to agree to the amounts or the conditions or anything else. That was all part of the CFL, the league itself, the governors. But why would you set it up like this? You're penalizing weak teams, okay? And, you know, big argument that I've had all week with this Jim Sutton is he's saying all teams have to play by the same rules. This doesn't affect – Winnipeg has to do it. Calgary has – and I'm going, those teams don't fucking turn over their staff. This only affects teams with the bad teams where you have to remove people <laughs> and try to make yourself better. And they're being penalized for it. How do you expect the weak teams to get better? Or are we going to end up with Chief Cook and Bottle Washer where somebody is the assistant head coach, the offensive coordinator, the D-line coach? Actually, I heard Belton Johnson's going to be the O-line coach. Love to hear that one from Belton, but I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. That's my rant on this one. William. Are these you know guys what? scapegoats? I, I, absolutely, they're scapegoats. I mean, Jason, Jason Moss had to deal with Cody Fajardo. He's not a good quarterback. Um, he's not a good quarterback. Sorry. And, and Jason Moss is a pass-first kind of guy. Cody Fajardo is a run-first kind of guy. The minute he can't make the read, he runs. Okay. So they're they're all scapegoats only because only because they had to do something in Saskatchewan. If they had kept the entire staff, then they they would have been up in arms and they wouldn't have sold any tickets. So uh, at least now they've they've uh, they've uh, got rid of Jason Moss, and so you know I mean. They just were not a good football team. They lost their last seven no. games in a row. Okay, last seven games in a row. How how you can't pull out of that, especially when you get to play some less teams, is beyond me. So, um, yeah, they're just not a very good football team. And it's too bad because it's, it's important that Saskatchewan has a decent team for the, for the sake of the league. Um, but they just were not a good football team. Once again, I'll just point something out. Just because, just because, guys, you got a good football stadium doesn't mean you got a good football team. Just saying. It's true. This is true. And hey, oh, uh, and by the way, I don't think you guys should sign Charleston Hughes again next year. He'd like to come back, but he'll be thirty-nine years old. 
Who, Saskatchewan? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a question for Jeremy O'Day. Okay, now, Jeremy O'Day, who is the general manager and director of football operations for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. How does he keep his job? Here, here's the kicker for me on this one, Charles. He, as the general manager, he has two assistant general managers, two assistant managers, okay? As a director mm-hmm. of football operations, he has two assistants and an intern. He has five people. Five people that are working with him, and he can't find five O-linemen. You want to save some money? Yeah. Make Jeremy O'Day do his job and get rid of his fucking harem. It's not working anyways. It ain't working. It ain't working. Go ahead, Charles. Well, I've I've thought right from the beginning that the operational cap is stupid to begin with, and it's even dumber when you fire someone and it still counts against your cap. It's dumb. I don't know why they're doing it. it. All it does is it prevents teams from improving. It's ridiculous. Uh, when a guy's not working for you, why are you putting it against the cap? So we're gonna we have to stay with a lousy coach. Or if we get uh, get rid of them, then we got to bring in another lousy coach, and we're not going to get any better that way. It makes no sense. And why Craig Dickinson isn't fired? This was an absolutely atrocious year where the team completely imploded. And since Craig Dickinson took over the job from Chris Jones, they have gotten worse every year. They're not going in yes. the right direction. And next year, they don't even have a quarterback for next year. We don't know what they're going to do. So they're just, um, it's ridiculous to me. Uh, I think, I'm sorry, I don't like Craig Dickinson. I don't think he's a great head coach. He should have been gone. Jeremy O'Day put together a terrible football team. He should be gone too. They should have torn this down. They're already getting rid of Fajardo. They should have stripped it down and started from scratch. They've been a lot better off. They're retooling instead of rebuilding, and that seldomly works. And they're probably in for another long year next year. It was just a waste of time, and they're they're afraid to do it. I don't know why. I think it's because they can't afford to fire these guys because of the stupid cap because they wouldn't be able to bring in a decent head coach because they wouldn't have the money. It makes no sense, and it's just stupid to do. Well, they they did announce a $2.9 million um, surplus profit. Good for them. If if the management cap, the operations cap, is $2.1 million, you can spend $2.1 million of this money, hire an entire new crew, and with the extra 800000 pay the fines. True. But their attendance has been dwindling. They, 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 their attendance dropped this year. And if they have another crappy year next year, it's going to go down even more. And that, that surplus, that profit they're seeing, it's going to shrink along with their attendance. So they better uh, get that figured out. Hundred percent. I, I, but I, don't and think I think they, they just took a. 
No, and I think they just took half measures here. They got rid of guys. They tried to make it look like they were actually doing something to improve, when in reality they're just shuffling the deck on the Titanic. Nothing they did, nothing they did this week really shows like they're improving. When Craig Dickinson took over Chris Jones's team, because Chris Jones left just prior to training camp of 2019, yeah. if I remember correctly. It was like correctly. two weeks before or something like that. Right? So this was Chris Jones's coaches, Chris Jones's players, Chris Jones's training, Chris Jones's systems, their playbook, everything was Jones, okay? The Riders went out. 13 and 5 on the season. 13 and 5. They they were first in the league. Okay? First in the Western Division, first overall in the CFL. The next mm-hmm. year, 9 wins. This year, 6 wins. Next year, same people, 2 wins. I'm calling it right now. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be in the basement of the Western Division, if not the entire league. They're not. They're they're going to implode next year. Absolutely implode. Edmonton is going to improve. Edmonton will get the crossover. Saskatchewan is going to be the joke. And not a funny one. My my kind of opinion on this. Will, you went on this already? Yeah, he did. Rudy? He was the first one to go. Yes. Yeah. Rudy, you take it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just... I think they should have blew it up there, but they can't. It's kind of a joke why they can't, but that's just... Uh, another one of those rules that the league needs to iron out. I don't know why that, well, the only reason that goes and say is because the players are bitching that coaches are getting paid too much. But, um, no. Yeah, these guys need to blow it up. Uh, this year, I think CJ had these guys projected to be last. I thought they would have got third in the West. I didn't think they were going to be a top-end team, but I didn't think they were going to fall this hard. Um, Yeah, next year I think they're going to fall right to the bottom and uh, Edmonton should improve and they're going to be looking at rebuilding in 2024 because these guys are going to come back. Uh, They're going to try, yeah, like you guys said, they're going to try retooling and uh, they're only they're they only still got their jobs because they're under contract for one more season. Basically, that's all I got on that, and it'll be interesting to see if they bring in an offensive coordinator. Okay, this next one's a little funny. I'm really not sure what this word is here, Charles, and how you Uh-oh. get it. Uh, i got to look at this here. Uh, see which one you're talking about. 
I could butcher words, and sometimes it's uh, you know I blame it on the um, spell check. Spell check. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Let's see here. Um, oh, where are we here? Are they skating? Segment five. The, the CFL has. Re- what is that? The word? CFL has retracted. Retracted. Yes, the CFL has retracted the divisional all-star teams it announced earlier today as an unacceptable error in tabulating the votes. Why do they keep shooting that's themselves not, in the foot? But that's not what your segment says. Or what are you it? talking about? Did I fuck it up? Segment well, five. The CFL is apparently... Okay, so now he's sitting there complaining about me and I didn't do it. I've got it here. The CFL has retracted the divisional all-star teams it announced earlier today due to what they have identified as an unacceptable error in tabulating the votes. Why do they keep shooting themselves in the foot? Okay, I, so I'm not I sure what you're looking what my at. screen says. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, uh, Sorrels, are these guys skated? Has retracted. Okay, that's weird. That's not what mine says at all. What was it like? How do you make that O and the E go together like that? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that's on weird. this one. This is a CJ fuck up, okay? Yep. Okay. Has retracted the divisional all star teams. This is totally, and Charles and I were talking about this before Will came on board today. This really fucking doesn't matter. The only thing that divisional all-stars or league all-stars or anything means to anybody is players get to use this for negotiations. I was an all-star. Well, I was this. I was that. It, I don't care. I couldn't give a shit. This is as exciting as a preseason game to me. It, it just doesn't matter. Um, the fact that CFL fucked it up this bad, the only good thing about this is that it's only the CFL fans that are going to know that they screwed up. That the people out there who are saying the CFL is Bush League won't see this because they don't see it. I don't know. This is fucking weird. William? William? Well, my God, me. Yeah, I heard you. Um, You know what? (laughs) For them to fuck this up is stupid. Okay? I mean, how how do you... How do you... Whenever okay, so 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 here you go. Here's my thing. Whenever I am going to send something out, and and CJ is a guy who in the past has made all kinds of comments about my shitty English and my shitty this and my shitty that. Whenever I send something out, more your shitty attitude, but that's beside the point. Whenever I send something out, I make sure there are no mistakes involved in it, okay? Whenever it's going out in public or to a person or to a customer, I guarantee you 
there's no mistakes, okay? And I checked that fucking thing, and I double-checked that thing, and I triple-checked that thing, because I hate making mistakes. And I'm thinking, how the fuck do they... This is going out in public to CFL fan base, to the CFL followers. How the fuck do you send this thing out wrong? How is that do they possible? Not, do they not have a proofreader or something? Not have a, do they not have a spell check guy at least, okay, or a fact check guy or a tabulate the vote guy? Come on. Well, that's that's the thing. It's a tabulation of the votes. Do they not have a like an election audit? Do they not do anything like that? You know, do they not do Something. a recount on this? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you count? The, it can't. There can't be that many votes. Okay. What is there? Five per team. There's going to be fifty votes total. How do you fuck that up? Yeah, yeah it was confusing, Randy. I don't get it. I'm I'm really I don't get it. My my big question here is how did they find this? How did they figure it out? And why didn't they figure it out before they released it? And well, you know, it it it's probably... like fucking a fat chick. You just don't you, you screwed up. So shut up. Don't say anything. Just let it go. Okay? But to come back out and say, yeah, we messed up really bad and this is unacceptable, shut up and just let it happen. Yeah, well, they can't do that. Andrew Harris is an all-star. He got, what, five tackles? Or he didn't get any touchdowns. What did he get? Uh, Nothing. He did nothing, but he's an all-star? Oh, my God. He got 490 yards. How is that even possible, remotely possible, that he get on the list? I don't get it. I simply don't get it. So let's hear Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so um, I'm going to pretend... Somehow he was still ninth and rushing in the league. Really? With no. 400, 490 yards rushing, and he played eight games. He had 114 carries. He only averaged 4.3 yards per are carry. You, are you shitting us here? <sighs> are you making this up? Or is this real? No, I don't think no, so. This, yeah. He averaged 61.3 yards per game, which is pretty good numbers for that, but his 4.3 average yards isn't very good. No, it's not very good. He still ended up in ninth place. And he wasn't the leading rusher for Toronto. So who actually sucked more? Ottawa. Ottawa. Ottawa sucked more. Well, Somebody else did too Ottawa. because 
Ottawa brought in William Powell, and he didn't really do anything. Devontae Williams was the leading rusher for Ottawa. But yeah. there's two Saskatchewan uh, on this list. And for Andrew Harris to be in ninth, that would mean that there was another team that's not in the top ten. Hamilton. 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 West Hills was 14th. Uh, Sean Erlington, Thomas Erlington was in 15th place. Wow. Yeah. I mean... Seriously, you know what? If if Thomas Stevens had played the entire game the other night for Calgary, he would have had more yards than Hamilton had rushing the entire season. Yeah. Wow. Cornelius has 12 more rushing yards than Harris. Played four more. Okay, games. moving on. Where are we going now? Uh, we just fucked up the division all stars. No. CFL.ca has just reported well, that okay. Andrew Harris has won the state of Florida. Nothing. Just going on. Just making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um. Did you make that up, or did you see it somewhere? I actually just made it up off the top of my head. Uh, it's, a, it's a good one, buddy. It's a good one. Okay, segment seven. The CFL has unveiled the divisional award winners for most outstanding player, most outstanding defensive player, most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding offensive lineman, most outstanding rookie, and most outstanding special teams player and coach of the year. Oh, I didn't even see the coach of the year. Who's going to be the coach of the year? I would bet it's Mike O'Shea in the West. And who is it in the That would East? be my guess. Is it, is it Ryan Dinwiddie again? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yep. This is a guy that we said should have been fired a third of the way through the season. And he ends up coach of the year for the Eastern Division? My God. Okay. Uh, Charles, what's your take on this? Anything interesting, anything startling, anything disappointing? What did you find about your uh, divisional award winners? I really honestly did not have a problem with any of it. Uh, I know there's been some people barking and stuff like that, that uh, uh, Nathan Rourke ended up getting nominated for Outstanding Canadian because he only won 10 games and stuff like that. And I know we talked about that uh, about for the most outstanding player. I'm sorry, but it's a completely different criteria altogether. You look at the CFL this year, 10 games or not, Nathan Rourke was the best Canadian player in the CFL, bar none. He was the third all-time most passing yardage for, uh, for a Canadian in the history of the CFL. This is all in 10 games. He had three 400-yard passing games, six 300-yard passing games. He was, I believe, the first star of the week, I believe, five times. He was the f- first star of the month twice. 
he was quite frankly the best Canadian. Whether or not he played 10 games, especially in this category, is completely irrelevant. He was the best Canadian. It's not close for me. Curly Gittins Jr., he had a great year, by the way. Uh, he had 1,100 yards. But that's not super outstanding, I'm, and I'm sorry. Other than that, I think all of the um, other ones are pretty outstanding, although Stanley Bryant as outstanding lineman from the West, he was good, but I, I think there are other guys that are were up there. That was a little bit um, little bit iffy for me, but I, I can understand it. Uh, other than that, I think it's um, well, Ryan Dinwiddie is top. I guess he wins it by default because – who the hell else are you going to give it to in the East? Um, well, two of the coaches were fired. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think either one of them are getting it, and that leaves two left. So, uh, yeah, no, other than that, yeah, I think that they're about what I said. I was I, kind of surprised that Eugene Lewis won the uh, was the Eastern most outstanding player. I thought it might actually go to McLeod Bethel-Thompson because uh, – he was leading, he led the CFL in passing yardage, but Eugene Lewis did have a great year this year, so I got no problem with that. So mostly, uh, I'm I'm fine with all the nominations. Okay, William. Yeah, you know what? Um, all I know is is if Sam Hurl was still in this league, Nathan Rourke wouldn't have got the nomination. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Um, he's lucky Sam retired Okay, he's lucky Anyways, I, I have no problem with Nathan Rourke being top Canadian um, I do have a problem with Stanley Bryant being top offense in the West I think there was many, 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 many offensive linemen that were better than him um, And it was quite funny when the nomination came out The clip that was going around that showed a Demi Berglund from Calgary Just just steamrolling Stanley Bryant on a play, okay, and getting uh, Calaris and sacking him. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm excited that Sean Lemon made uh, the defensive uh, player of the year nomination in the West because uh, it's not bad for an old guy. He has 13 sacks. He's a leader in Calgary, and uh, he won't be in Calgary next year because because. He's a nominee for defensive player. He's going to ask for more money. And Calgary's not going to pay an old guy more money, so he'll be gone. He'll be back in Toronto, or maybe he'll go to BC, or maybe he'll go to Toronto and then get traded to BC. Um, But as far as everybody else goes, I don't have an issue whatsoever. Go ahead. Rudy. Yeah, no, uh, I don't have an issue with any of the selections, really. Um, I think they're all pretty pretty deserving. Um, I will have to agree about the Bryant one. He uh, He's won it multiple times, and he's uh, slowed down uh, a little bit this year to me. But uh, This is far from his best year. Yeah, no, he's... I mean, he's not shitty, but he's definitely slower. So, anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I don't really have an issue with any of them. 
Uh, Bryant and Jefferson have both been named now for five straight years. Alrighty. Okay. Whoa, what happened there? My iPad just shut itself down. Okay, so up next, Stampeders fans say goodbye to Bo Levi Mitchell at McMahon Stadium. Where does he rank for all-time Stamps QBs? Well, like I said earlier, Farhan Lauji said that the Stampeder fans got to say goodbye to the best quarterback to ever play for the Stampeders. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but did Doug Flutie not play for the Stampeders? Did he not uh, win yep. a great cup with the Stampeders? More than one. So, so Doug Flutie is by far the best quarterback that's ever played in the CFL. So if he's yep. the best play, quarterback to play in the entire league – he would have to have been the best quarterback to play for the Stampeders. Now, one of the things that I always have an issue with, and one of them is with Bo and the other one is with Calvillo and a couple other things, is that players need to move around in this league. And I know that the consistency and, and sticking with a team and loyalty and everything else – I think a quarterback who goes to multiple teams and wins Grey Cups, Doug Flutie, Ricky Ray, shows that these are far superior quarterbacks to somebody who played in the same team, in the same system, with the same thing over and over again. Just my opinion, I think that they have showed that they are a better player for doing so. Now, it's the same thing with coaches. Chris Jones has been successful so far in two cities, in my opinion. He was successful in Regina, just didn't get to finish. He was successful in Edmonton, won a great cup. If he comes back and runs Edmonton up and does it again, it's fucking amazing where you take people like Dave Dickinson or Mike O'Shea, who are very good at what they're doing, but only do it with one team and one system and one concept and with the same players and everything else, I think somebody who moves around and is successful is better. Shows that they can do it anywhere. This is just my opinion, okay? And uh, believe I played for Calgary. He only played for Calgary. He's not nowhere near as good as Doug Flutie. Absolutely not even, fucking can't even carry his jock strap. Flutie was the best. Personal opinion. Will, he's your quarterback. You come out and defend him. Um, what did Farhan, Farhan Longy, <laughs> what did Farhan Longy. say exactly? What did he say exactly? He said that the Stampeder fans got to say goodbye to Calgary's best quarterback ever. Okay. So best quarterback from what position? Huh? Quarterback? 
quarterback. From what? Yeah, but from what? From what? How are they saying he's the best quarterback ever from Calgary? If you think about, is I don't he know. the best quarterback in Calgary history? Yes, he is. Statistically, how he's the leading passer. Statistically, he's the leading passer. Okay, that's not the greatest. That just he's he stuck around just, longer. Just, just well, I'm asking. What like, are you saying? How are you judging it? Are you judging it by statistics? Okay, if you judge it by statistics, he's the leading. He's the leading passer. If you judge it by wins, ah. he's the all-time winningest quarterback in Calgary history. If you judge it by number of Grey Cups, he has two Grey Cups in Calgary. He's the best quarterback in Calgary history. From a statistic point, he is. Sorry, bottom line, okay? And I'm not a guy, I'm not a guy who thinks about statistics. All I ever talk about is wins. He has the most wins of any Calgary quarterback ever. And he also has the most great cup wins of any Calgary quarterback ever. So technically, he is the best quarterback in Calgary history. Huh. Wins are not a quarterback. And, and he's not and he's not my he's not my favorite quarterback of all time in Calgary. My favorite quarterback of all time was Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Doug Flutie Flutie couldn't play in the fucking snow. He always froze. Do you know how many games I sat through? Western finals I sat through where Calgary should have won everything, hands fucking down. And there's Doug Flutie, and he can't play in the fucking snow. I remember the one in 93 against Edmonton in the Western Final where they literally had to pull him from the game because his hands were frozen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do I do I think Doug Flutie is the greatest CFL quarterback of all time? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't necessarily I, – I don't know if I believe that, but I I like to keep Warren Moon up there, too. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's 1A and 1B in my mind, but – Yep. But once again, but once again, a, t- a lot of times we talk about here, and we penalize quarterbacks because they play on such good teams. So, the same. We don't penalize them. We just like to keep things in context. Right. Okay. Are we really going to pick on Drew Willie because he played on a shitty Winnipeg team? Well, but Drew Willie, I, I, I tell you what, Drew Willie is for sure not the greatest quarterback in Calgary St. Peter history, okay? No. Good Lord, we got like one minute left. Yeah. I know. Oh, do we? Shit. It's 9.59. Yeah. Oh, hang on, I got to get over there. Shit, shit, shit. We're going to close this show up. Uh, I'm just going to do it. Time flies uh, when you're having fun. Oh, fuck. It does. It does. It does. It does. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. 35 seconds left. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 509. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we don't get to say goodnight tonight, or we do. Charles, go real fast. Five seconds. Go boom, boom, boom. Good night. Good night.
right. Rudy, say goodnight. Night. William just fucking left. He didn't say goodnight. He just left. He just hung up. Okay, goodnight, guys. Watch some football. Playoffs are coming up. Good night. Yeah, okay. <laughs>